What if I told you there's a way you could be a second shooter at a family session so you can see exactly how the photographer prepares, how they interact with their clients, what they say when they're posing, or when they choose to use fluid motion, what they do when kids might not cooperate or dad might not be in the session. What if I told you there's a way you can see what the gear is that they're using, where they're positioning themselves when they're shooting, what factors they're taking into consideration when they're shooting, what if I told you there was a way you could see what their straight out of camera images look like, and then you could see their editing process too, so you know exactly how they get those start to finish images and those polished ones you see in your Instagram feed. Now what if I told you you could be that second shooter without ever having to leave your house? What if I told you that not only do you get to watch it from home, but you didn't have to remember every single thing you were trying to learn the first time you watched it? What if you could watch and rewatch as much as you wanted? How would that improve your images, your posing, your confidence? Now, what if I told you there is a way you could be a second shooter, not only for one photographer, but 26. That's exactly what you'll experience inside the 2024 online family retreat. Your inspiration will soar, your art will improve, your posing will become more fluid, and your confidence is going to increase so, so much. And honestly, your clients are going to feel so much more comfortable. Head on over to themilkyway.ca slash family retreat. It all gets underway May 29th, and we hope to see you there. The single most inspiring, I mean, after 15 years of not making money, when I heard that speech, I was like, oh my gosh, yeah, I have to do this. Like, it is worth it. I also would think about like, what would I get paid if I'm working for someone else? Like the last full-time job that I had before quitting to do my business, I was making 50,000 a year. My boss was paying my, for my gas and my phone and I had a 401k and I had health insurance. You know, when I left to start my own business, I wasn't even able to pay myself that much. But instead of working a 40 hour work week, I was working from the minute I woke up till the minute I went to bed, six, seven days a week. So when you look at it like that, you're like, I need to take care of myself and pay myself what I would be earning if I were working for somebody else. Welcome to the Art and Soul Show, where we dive into heart-opening chats on photography, business, life, and that messy in-between. I'm your host, Lisa DeJeso, a mom, a photographer, and entrepreneur, and I'll be sharing honest conversations and advice for photographers with insight on mindset, entrepreneurship, and creativity. The goal of this podcast is for you to be able to gain insights and strategies that will get you real results. Because let's face it, Having a photography business can be lonely, but it doesn't have to be. This is the place you can go when you need a boost of encouragement, a kick in the pants, and inspiration to pick up your camera. This is the Art and Soul Show. Hello, my beautiful friends. Welcome back to the show. Today, I'm hanging with Lisa Kirkberg. She went to school for photography 25 years ago and started her first business around 25 years old when she opened her first studio at 28 years old. She is a multiple six-figure business earner, and in 2021, she photographed just over 100 sessions and averaged 2,500 per session. So ever since she learned the business side of photography, she's obsessed with focused on making money and helping others to make a living at their passion too. So without further ado, a welcome, Lisa. Thank you. Thank you. 
So tell us a little bit about who you are and really what you're passionate about. So I have been passionate about photography for many, many years. I went to school for photography when I was just 18. So I specifically doing maternity now, which I really love. And lately, I've just been passionate about helping other people. Because once I did get obsessed with the business side, I know that so few people focus on that. More people just focus on the creative part. So if I had been there to give myself advice when I was 25, it would be take some business classes, learn, get some mentors, and it would have saved me a really long, hard road. I love that. Now, I love what really piqued my interest because money is something that really a lot of our listeners and a lot of our students really struggle with. And I know you're a multiple six-figure earner. Now, can you share your process with your clients that you're able to charge and earn that amount? Yeah. So I give a very personalized service. So when I get an inquiry, my goal is to always get them on the phone and I connect with them, find out more about what they're looking for. That helps me to customize a session for them. And you know, when you put custom in there, it means more expensive. (laughs) So people start to kind of understand that. And then I do the shoot. I provide professional hair and makeup. I really like create an experience for them that's unforgettable. Everybody loves it. And then right after the shoot, I go over my products and my price list with them, which they were actually emailed that right after they booked. So they've seen it before. And then about a week from my session, I go through, I sit down with them and do an in-person ordering appointment. And I offer products only. So they get a matching digital file for each image that they choose, but I don't do digital only options. I love that. I I love this show because I love being able to bring our listeners all sorts of different ways of running a business and all sorts of ways of being successful. Now, you mentioned in your bio that you have an average of 2,500 per client. Now, can you share a little bit of a breakdown what your average client would be getting for that? Yes. So my middle package contains 15 images. They can choose if they want an album or if they want matted prints in a folio box. So they basically get 15 images, whether they're printed or they come with also the digital files. And I don't have too many requests for digital only options, but if someone's adamant about it, I forego the products for a 10% discount, which is essentially what my cost is on it. Now, what I love about this is you can really tell that you have a streamlined system that really focuses on clear communication with your clients because that's something we always hear is like when there is blips or glitches in the communication, that is typically when you have clients that are unhappy because they aren't sure what they're getting or you have a photographer unhappy with their clients because they're not picking images. Mm -hmm. So can you share a little bit about your communication breakdown that alleviates that? Yes. So every time I come into a problem, I take that into my next session, I solve it and I learn a new system. I learn a new rule. So one of the main things that I found was at my ordering appointment, some people would be kind of like taken aback by the pricing and the products. And so now when I go over it with them, they get the email after the initial booking. 
So I say to them, I'm like, can you find that email? I just want to make sure you have it. And can you open that price Mm -hmm. list? So I tell them right away, I'm like, did you have a chance to look over the price list? Some people say no. So I'm like, okay, just pull it up on your phone so I can make sure you have it. And then I'm going to pull it up here too, so we can go over it together. So that has saved me a lot of problems. And I also just make sure to do the same thing every time. I even have a phone script right next to my, on my desk. So every person I talk to, I go over the same questions, even though I've been doing it for years. I make sure I have those questions in front of me. That way, if I get distracted or I, I don't want to forget anything, basically. I want to go through everything the same every time. And in the beginning, before I learned all of the things that I know now, I not only used each learning, like I've used everything as a learning experience. Yeah. So now I don't deviate from that because in the beginning when I was changing things, every time I changed something, I realized that the system broke down and I was running into issues. So I'm like, okay, don't change anything. It gets very boring and very repetitive, but you can't (laughs) change a thing because if you do, you're probably going to end up paying for it financially. (laughs) It's so true. As soon as you inadvertently create chaos for yourself and you break your own systems, like that's when things really go haywire. And I like, there's so many times I've done that to be completely honest with my own photography business. I was like, I know the process. I know the checklist, but I'll be like, oh, like instead of like going through my booking form and going through the email system where it's all automated, I'll just respond to that person that messaged me privately on Facebook. And I've totally from the get-go already like broken my system. So I love that. I love like that you've created this like framework and these boundaries that you don't crack your own system because you know, as soon as you do, it will, it'll glitch out. (laughs) Yeah. Every time I'm like, let me try this. And then I'm like, why did I try that? Why did I do that? You just have to figure out what works for you and then stick to it. That's the most important lesson, I think. A hundred percent. Now, burnout is really a huge thing in our industry. So can you maybe share how you manage a hundred clients a year and still feel fresh for every session? So my, I think my typical goal is to kind of get to know my client. That's where I have, I connect with them and I'm able to keep it a little bit fresh because it's a fresh person that I'm getting to know. I honestly end up doing like, I do five to six looks during a session and five of them are the exact same thing that I've done a hundred times. So it's, I just try to remind myself it's new to them. So it might be boring for me, but I try to throw in there one look or one lighting setup or one thing that's new to me or that I want to practice. And um, a lot of times they do end up choosing that photo as well. So, you know, it's a win-win. I get to try something new, but ultimately just getting to know that person and, and, you know, just that connection. I do offer hair and makeup. So I have a good hour and a half to two hours, just talk to them and get to know them. Now, do you, so you're, you're there in your studio with them while they're doing their hair and makeup and getting Mm -hmm. it done? Yeah, absolutely. And so how did you find a hair and makeup artist that you trust and is reliable to show up for your sessions too? So when I first started, I used one of those apps. I don't know if you're familiar with them, but it's kind of like a beauty service app. So you can just hire people and then they come to you. 
So I found people that I liked through the apps and then it just kind of grew by, I use like five or six different people now. And so what happened was if somebody wasn't available, I'd be like, oh, do you have anybody you can recommend? And then, so it just kind of grew from there. But yeah, you know, obviously one person isn't available every time. So I have a little list that I go through. I love that because I think a lot of the times, you know, photographers team up with, you know, one photographer or sorry, one hair and makeup stylist. And if they aren't available, they're like, well, I can't shoot. So I love that you have, you know, you've set up your business. So you have multiple resources. So they're working on your schedule and you're not working on theirs. Yeah, exactly. That's smart. That's smart. Now, what would you say is your biggest advice to support your own mental health and running your own business? So I believe in therapy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's what helps me support my mental health. But I also, I have a lot of mental health issues. I actually was diagnosed last year with bipolar. I have problems with anxiety and panic attacks. So I think the thing that has saved me the most is just having everything organized and streamlined and automated. So I have a studio management system set up and it takes me about 30 seconds to add a session in and then they get all their emails to walk them through the process automatically. So when I've been in times of great suffering, I just, I, I'm able to kind of automate things and like operate on, what do you call it? Like just operate autopilot. Thank you. Yeah, I love that. When I'm on autopilot, it just it's smooth sailing for me. And you know, I've had some tough sessions. You know, where Mm. I wasn't necessarily in a place where I was super friendly and talkative to my clients, and and then I've had some being bipolar. Of course, I've had some sessions where I was overly talkative and excited, and kind of like it helps me to get through all of that and along with, you know, proper medication and things like that. But I think a lot of people struggle with mental illness because it's not just about like mindfulness. Mm -mm. It's some, some people have some serious mental illness and it gets very difficult to kind of run a business during that. But then on the flip side, you also can take the time you need to and work when you need to, and you're on your own schedule. So that helps a lot. Absolutely. I love that you touched on and you're so vulnerable and open about being an entrepreneur with having bipolar and having some form of mental illness because I think, you know, there's a lot of there's a stigma and that you can't that you can only be one thing, mm-hmm. right? And you're like, no, like I've created this container where I am a successful business owner who just happens to be diagnosed with bipolar. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. Like, good for you. That's that is really I'm you should be so proud of yourself. I love that. I work I, hard I at think it. I'm probably un, I'm sure <laughs> I'm I think I'm probably undiagnosed with ADHD to be completely honest and I think that probably many artists are and I think that when you can find a way to manage things and to make certain aspects your superpower. I think that's I think that's just so important. Now you mentioned therapy a little bit too. So can you share a little bit on finding a therapist and how that's benefited your business. Yeah, absolutely. Luckily, I have really great insurance through my husband's work because obviously as an entrepreneur, it's really hard to get great insurance. So yeah, I I have a list of different therapists that we're able to... My husband's a first responder. He's a firefighter. So we have a list of people that we can use 
once a week, every week, every one of us in the family can go once a week for a year. So I've kind of made my way through the list because I'm like, oh, well, this person is just kind of like talking to a girlfriend and that's not really helpful. So <laughs> yeah, so I, I found someone, she actually does something special called e- EMDR where they come. Oh, yeah. The rapid eye movement. Yes, right? exactly. Yeah, like the, yeah. So she does, she's very like proactive in let's do this, let's do that, let's do this. And and so, you know, that in conjunction with my psychiatrist who got me on the right medication to kind of level me out, those two things combined, it's been a lifesaver for me, really. Oh, I love that. I love that. Now we're going to switch gear a little bit to talk about mindset and prices because a lot of photographers have this struggle where it's like my clients won't pay that. And that's something that we really often hear from our students and our listeners. And probably the photographer's biggest fear is raising our prices. So what mindset shift do you feel photographers need to make to see their value and confidently charge and raise prices? So the thing that really helped me, and I don't I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but <laughs> Sue Bryce had this talk. Oh, I love Sue. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. she did this speech, I think at an imaging or something like that, called yeah. When Am I Good Enough to Get Paid? And it was the single most inspiring. I mean, after 15 years of not making money, when I heard that speech, I was like, oh my gosh, yeah, I have to do this. Like it is worth it. I also would think about like, what would I get paid if I'm working for someone else? Like the last full-time job that I had before quitting to do my business, I was making 50,000 a year. My boss was paying for my gas and my phone and I had a 401k and I had health insurance. You know, when I left to start my own business, I wasn't even able to pay myself that much. But instead of working a 40 hour work week, I was working from the minute I woke up till the minute I went to bed, six, seven days a week. Mm -hmm. So when you look at it like that, you're like, I need to take care of myself and pay myself what I would be earning if I were working for somebody else. Yeah. And I think there's a fear of actually crunching the numbers of what those are, especially maybe when you aren't the sole income or you have a partner who like maybe the breadwinner of the family. And so you kind of don't really look at those numbers as much as you should. Mm -hmm. And like when I became the breadwinner in our family, like it was a huge reality check on the numbers and, and what I needed to be making. Yeah. It's, it's interesting though. Like, and, and our first instinct is to like almost hide when we see the numbers. (laughs) Like I didn't see that. I didn't put that away. (laughs) No, absolutely. I think what most photographers do is avoid the numbers. But once you look at, you know, your costs of doing business and you learn to really analyze things and how much your products cost and how much your overhead costs. And once you really break those things down and you see what you're left with, you're like, oh my gosh, I have to raise my prices. That Like I can't live off of this. This isn't sustainable. Yeah, absolutely. And really for many new photographers, especially when they always, they we have a tendency to look down at what the photographer down the block is doing when it comes to their pricing and just being like, okay, well, so-and-so charges that. And then they just kind of park and stay there. So can you maybe share your advice on how they can get away from that, where they should be looking to crunch their numbers and any advice you have on pricing yourself to actually make a profit. Yes. So I, when it comes to other photographers, 
aside from the friends that I make, I stay in my lane. I don't follow them. I don't follow a bunch of photographers on social media. I just completely zone into what I'm doing and keep like we were talking about with the numbers. I keep the numbers in my head and I don't care what somebody else is doing. I do have friends that are photographers that don't charge anywhere near what I'm charging. And I've tried to help lift them up by explaining what I'm doing and what I'm making. And they're just comfortable where they are because I want to make six figures. That's not important to them. You know what I mean? Like everybody has their own, their own wants and needs. And just because I want more doesn't mean they want more. So hundred percent. And like everyone really does have their own definition of what success really means to them. Mm-hmm. You know, it could be six figures or it could be like more time with their kids, kids, mm-hmm. or it could be like, right. Weekends off. It really, every, I think really identifying what it is that your own success means to you is such a great starting point to even like know where to even start going. Yeah, Absolutely. And it is a lot of times it is the kids like my kids are 15 and 19 now, so I don't need to be at home with them every minute, like making arts and crafts and doing homework. And, you know, I'm I have independence now. Yeah, (laughs) I love it. Now, can you share a quick tip on how to avoid the dreaded inquire and ghost and how you convert your inquiries into bookings? So I have an initial email that goes out that just says all bookings and inquiries are handled by phone. And on my contact form, I ask what's the best time of day to reach them. And so in that initial email, I say, I'll be giving you a call at the time that you indicated is best for you. So a lot of times people don't answer. And my process is I contact them two times by phone. If I don't hear from them, I'll text them one time. And I send a reminder email out. If I don't get in touch with them by then, I just archive them. If somebody, if I text them and they text me back, just wanted your prices or something like that, then I I make another attempt and I say, I need to find out a little bit more about what you're looking for to give you an accurate idea of what your investment might look like. So my goal is to constantly get them on the phone. And a lot of people, I can't do that, but that's okay because if they can't have a conversation with me for five minutes, then they're not really my client. They're probably not going to invest $2,500 into the photos because they're not obviously not that important to them. Yeah, that makes sense. So are you ready for our lightning round? (laughs) Give it to me. Coffee or tea? Coffee all the way. (laughs) Most luxurious vacation you've ever been on? So I actually just went to Naples, Florida. For the first time ever, instead of going on Priceline and getting the cheapest hotel, we stayed in a hotel that was $750 a night, and it was right on the beach. They served us drinks and food and gave us towels and umbrellas. It was it was amazing. It was priceless. <laughs> love it. Love it. What was your favorite TV show as a kid? I'm pretty old, so... <laughs> It was Punky Brewster. I don't know if you know who that is. Same. I'm forty. I'm going to be forty five this yeah, year. Yeah, you know, you know all about her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Last thing you did for yourself as an indulgence. So I just hired a holistic nutritionist to try to help me get cooking and eating healthier and all of that. So love it. 
Morning person or night owl? A night owl all the way. <laughs> what did you want to be when you grew up? So when I was really little, I wanted to be a lawyer or a businesswoman. And I also wanted to live in New York. And I could imagine myself strutting around in high heels and a suit. Now I wear yoga pants every day. So <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I love it. What's your go-to karaoke jam? Oh, nobody wants to hear me sing. No. <laughs> <laughs> what do you sing in the car when you're totally alone? <laughs> I'm kind of obsessed with Halsey. She's, Ooh. yeah. And you know, like every song. So I love it. What makes your soul light up? Right now, it's really just helping other photographers. I, I really love to help people learn, I guess, because I avoided it for so long and just focused on the creative side. I'm just like, you know, let me help you show you the light so you can make a living. and You don't have to struggle like I did for 15 years. Yeah, fair enough. What is the best piece of business advice you've ever been given? To know your numbers. Yeah, mm, absolutely. Yeah. What advice do you have for someone just starting out? Study the business. Side. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Once you have a strong portfolio down, you have a website, you need to learn marketing, you need to learn sales, and you need to learn numbers. 100%. And I love to end my interviews with this last question, and it is, what are you currently curious about or artistically curious about? So lately... I've been getting really curious about big productions. Like I watch movies and television and I see these sets and fashion photography and I just wonder, I I wish I could just go be a fly on the wall and like see how they do all this stuff. I love that. Well, Lisa, thank you so much for joining me today. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Oh, my beautiful friends, thank you for tuning in today. I hope you loved this conversation just as much as I did. And seriously, my beautiful friends, I am sending you so much of my light and love today and every single day. We'll see you next time.